Hello and welcome to episode 6 now of the Starblade podcast. I am the Keyblade Theorist where I talk anything Kingdom Hearts, you know, Kingdom Hearts related. And I am joined here with Star Wars Galactic. Hello, I'm Star Wars Galactic and I talk about Star Wars on my YouTube channel, um, if you can't already tell. And for episode 6, which feels really um crazy in a way because we're now on our sixth episode um but yeah for episode six we're talking about various different topics um some to do with new releases some to do with uh streaming movies um but yeah so we're just going to be focusing on different kind of topics so uh yeah so i'm going to be starting by talking about the new disney release corella um which is obviously the origin story for corella de Vil, the villain in 101 dalmatians um it stars emma stone who plays corella de Vil, and it also stars emma thompson who plays the baroness who is another main character in the movie um now have you seen it just wondering um not yet no it's on my long watch list yeah. to watch. um but yeah i haven't watched it yet so right. well i'll just make it spoiler free so no one gets spoiled um but i would definitely recommend that you experience it in the cinema um i managed to get tickets to go and see it in the cinema um on the first day it released because i was very excited to see it so uh but yeah definitely go and see it in the cinema um so i won't spoil anything about the story because i was actually surprised by the way the story went um because i thought um it was going to go a certain way by what we've seen in the trailers and the way they'd advertised it but it's actually a lot different um and i'm not going to spoil that but it's um it's more on the longer side it's around two hours and 15 minutes but it's actually like at a good pace so it doesn't matter that much um uh, emma stone and emma thompson two emmas um they do a really good job at their characters especially emma thompson um she manages to basically steal every scene that she's in um and there is a twist which i will not spoil either um but the twist it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's a massive shock um i guess it depends on how you have known the fit like if you've seen a couple of trailers you may see it coming if you don't but it's still quite a shock even if you have already predicted it i already predicted it but um i'm not going to spoil anything um but one thing i would like to highlight is the soundtrack because the soundtrack of this movie is amazing it's got several songs from around the 70s which is the time period where the film is set and it's honestly managing just to fit in different kinds of songs really well if that makes sense yes um, and it just manages to incorporate them and i haven't seen suicide squad but i've heard that they've just tried to randomly put in songs you know like yeah, it's songs and things like that. but um I think Corella actually have done a better job than from what I've heard about Suicide Squad, uh, but I'd have to see it to actually, you know, get a full-on verdict of it. But yeah. the costumes, the soundtrack, the movie itself, the performances, it was all, like, a really good Disney movie and a lot of a much better Disney live-action film than mm. the previous ones we've seen. Um, but, yeah, I would probably say it's an 8 out of 10, a really good Disney film. Um... But yeah, that's that's what I thought about the new Corella Disney movie. 
um, no, I think there was a film that you wanted to talk about as well. Um, yeah, so something that's been rampant recently and has actually been kind of the talk of the thing recently um, was the new Demon Slayer movie. I'm keeping it at Demon Slayer movie because I have no idea about the rest of the title. But um, I saw it. I saw an anime-style film in the cinema. So, oh. um, yeah. So it's my first time um, really watching things in a kind of anime style because, of course, Demon Slayer is adapted from the manga, which is the Japanese form of comics, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, it was it was surprising. It's um, because I've, I've not really been a, I'm not really a kind of expert on anime, to be honest. I'm um, more kind of like, uh, I'm more kind of like something like, if it's popular, I, I might watch it. And um, the only anime I've watched that I quite liked was My Hero Academia, which adds, was quite interesting. So I was kind of um, binge watching the first season because in order it's, the first season, then the film, then the second season, which is still to come out. Um. But when I when I saw it, it was it generally surprised me. Um, of course, I'm going to do what you did and not give any spoilers away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you, the listener, may feel like we're kind of hiding everything away from you, but we're we're doing it for your own good. Yeah, um, I think it's better when like. Well, for certain films, the less you know, the better it is. But I think just for these kinds of movies, just knowing a tiny little bit is absolutely fine. And that you can experience it even better. Um, but sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, so... This... Slayer... Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to come up with a way that doesn't spoil it. Um, it's based on a train. Um, which I was quite surprised about. But first of all, kind of a bit of backstory here. Um... Demon Slayer, of course, it sounds like something like Call of Duty, kind of like um, blood on bar sort of things, kind of low-key destructive things. Um, but it's it's not actually like that. Of course, there's blood and there's violence, but it's it's animated, so it's not as bad as Mortal Kombat. But um, yeah, I think generally it kind of works with the kind of gory part of it. Of course, I'm not yeah. really fond, fond of the gore. But the thing is, with with film adaptations from TV series like, a bit of a random one, um, Spongebob the movie, <laughs> you can kind of feel that they're trying to make it more cinematic than yeah. um, just a normal TV series episode. Mm-hmm. But they do a great job of it, and... I, I love the music generally, even though I couldn't understand the music um, because it's another language. But yeah. um, generally, I really do like anime intros, even though I can't understand the words, but just the kind of songs generally great. So as you said about Cruella beforehand, it had a great soundtrack. Yeah. So I'll try and r- wrap this up so we can try and move on to other topics. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. But, um, I know I'm not giving away too much on it, but I just want to try and give you the gist of it. Um, So the kind of story is, yeah, I I can tell you this. Um, So there's this boy called Tanjiro whose family gets killed by demons because demons run around rampantly. It's kind of based in early Japan, 
um, early Japanese times, there we go, um, where basically they kind of live in, they don't live in big skyscrapers or anything like that. Um, But kind of like he tries to avenge his family by becoming a demon slayer and killing the things that killed his family. But his sister is alive, but she becomes a demon, so it's kind of like a vampire sort of thing. Um, But then he somehow manages to befriend his sister, so basically it's... They become demon hunters and they hunt down demons and try and find a cure for this demon virus sort of thing. So um, that's kind of it, that's the series plot, or the franchise plot. But I'm not going to give away the kind of plot of the film, because... (laughs) Spoilers or not. Yeah, wrapping this up, because I know I've gone on for for quite a while now, um, I'd probably give it a 9... Oh, I'm going to be precise here. 9.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. It's just... Really good. <laughs> sometimes it was a bit... Sometimes this felt a bit like, okay, it's kind of dragging on a little bit. Like, of course, people are entitled to their opinion. But for me personally, at some point, it just kind of dragged on a bit. And it's just like, okay, we're starting to see more of this character. Okay, an action scene, we're having a fight scene again. Yeah. But um, if that wasn't if that wasn't in it, then it'd be straight away ten or better yet, an eleven. Oh, but wow. um, yeah. So um, I know there's another topic they want to talk yeah. about. Um, and so over is, here. Yeah, there is an animated movie that I do want to talk about. Um, but when you were actually talking about the demon slayer, as we'll just call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> It just reminded me of a couple of things actually about Cruella, which I might add, which I know I've just finished, but um, you were talking about the darkness, uh, or kind of the, how, like, it's a bit like you expect it to be, like, kind of Call of Duty, blood and gore. Yeah. And I just sort of remembered that some people may think about that with Cruella because, you know, turning dogs' fur into coats, that's not something Disney. A bit sick. She wants dog skin. Yeah, so I just thought I'd just put a couple of things out there about it um it is very different from disney it doesn't feel like a disney film it's it's not like joker i'm guessing no everyone seems to be comparing it to joker it's nowhere near the kind of disturbingness of joker as people have been calling it it's um it's a great villain origin story um and it's really entertaining um and I, d- I don't think people need to be too worried about how it's going to be showing any kind of graphic or gory kind of scenes. There's not too much of that, to be honest. Um, it is a 12A, so obviously they've done that for a reason because there'll be some scenes that are not um, suitable for younger viewers, as they'll, as they'll probably say. Um, but if you are thinking about seeing Corella but are worried about the kind of tone of the film, um, you don't really need to worry because A, it has an amazing upbeat soundtrack, B, um, it's a general great origin story film, and C, um, it's not too gory in any kind of way, so you don't need to worry about that. But what I was going to be talking about just now was a new animated film, not in the anime style like the Demon Slayer movie that you were talking about, um, but it is in one that I'm not too sure how you would describe, but um, I know you've seen it as well, and it's on Netflix. Um... Let's just say Sony Pictures Animation is pulling up its socks. Yeah, um, so I'm talking about the Mitchells vs. the Machines, which was originally called Connected before they changed the title. And after watching the film, 
I kind of see what they were going with with Connected, but I think actually the Mitchells vs. the Machines is a lot better title. And it fitted the kind of style of it. Yeah. And um, it it follows the story of this family who call themselves weird. <laughs> um, because you, And it's narrated by um, the daughter in the family. Is it Kate, I want to say? Um, I think that's her name. Katie, yeah. Um, I know someone must be screaming like, it's this person, but um, we we don't have a clue. I think think it's Kate Mitchell, or Katie Mitchell. I'm just going to call her Kate, because that's what I'm pretty sure it is, but I could be wrong. Um, But she is kind of almost narrating the story at little bits, which I'm going to give you an example here. Birds of Prey did too much. It was very overly narrated and did not do a good job of. Um, but this film, it manages to balance out the kind of narrating of it at the start and also just giving us a good movie. And I was actually surprised because when seeing the trailers, it's about how technology is kind of overrunning the world in a way. And there's this company called PAL, a bit like Apple in a way, they make devices and things and they've set up a robot and I was thinking oh no they're doing a robot invasion this is going to be terrible but I don't know what you thought about it you can say that in a sec but I was really surprised by how well they actually managed it because it wasn't too typical in a way but it was also kind of original in the way they did it if that makes sense Um, I thought it was different um, but I thought that just the way it was kind of handled with the robot invasion. It wasn't too, like, stereotypical of what you would think. And um, it has a mixture of kind of funny, sad, happy, <laughs> all the different kind of emotions. And I feel like I'm talking about Inside Out here, but um, yeah. there's just loads of different kind of almost genres and not really genres, but different kind of tones, that's the word, that they kind of go through in the film. Um, but what did you think of the Mitchells versus the Machines generally? Um, yeah, well, I'm glad it's getting the attention it deserves because, mm-hmm. like, on things like TikTok and whatnot, it's it's getting the kind of thing it deserves. Um, the one problem that I was kind of worried about it for was, of course, as we've done in episode three, I want to say, the final viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one that got pushed back drastically due yeah. to COVID and the yeah. pandemic. But um, they kind of they kind of did what a lot of films were doing and kind of retreated to Netflix, like that SpongeBob film that I hated. Yeah, um, I actually think it did a better job at going to Netflix because I think it's more of a kind of family film that you can just stick on. It's on Netflix. It's, so um, like... it's in top ten in the kind of charts for yeah, it was a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um. But was there anything that you specifically liked about it? Because there, were, I thought that there were loads of things to like. Um, but, um... They did what birds of break, birds of prey, birds of prey <laughs> couldn't. Um, and of course, kind of with birds of prey, it's kind of like um, loose cannon kind of style. Yeah, uh, it was kind of like a team up movie in a way. Both birds of prey yeah. and the Mitchells. But the thing is. I'm glad they went with Mitchells versus the Machines because the title kind of fitted for the style of the kind of like 
Yeah. Little book drawing kind of style, that sort of thing. Yeah. I generally like the story and I generally like the animation. It was just a generally good film. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's one that you can like, kind of... Oh, sorry. It's not like other um, animated films, but they have like a heartfelt moment where they kind of like, they kind of break up for, for yeah, like... Yeah, they kind of just have to minutes. put it in there because they have and, to. And then they just come in. They do an actual good job of that. So yeah. I'm still like... No, no, it's fine. I think definitely the end. I don't know if that's the bit that you're talking about. Uh, that's the one that I'm thinking of. The I'm not going to spoil it, but it's quite kind of like a heartfelt moment that isn't rushed or just jammed in there because it needs to be there. It really just naturally goes well with the film. Um, there was something I was going to say that I've actually forgotten. Um, oh, yeah. It's a film um, that I think it's a lot of films, because most animated films you just put it on and then you just don't think about it ever again. But this film, yeah. you know, I'd be happy to watch it a couple of times. You know, it's very rewatchable. Um, and I think it definitely is a lot better on at home than in cinemas. Even though I think it may do a good job in cinemas, I think it would make people less likely to want to watch it. Because from what I think, I don't think it would perform as well in cinemas. But that's just what I think. Um, but I overall thought that it was a really, really good animated movie and something that I think everyone could watch because it's kind of got something for different age groups. I think it's a PG. I'm not entirely sure, but it's yeah, it's a really good kind of team up family animated movie. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good. And, and the- what would you give it out of ten? Oh, um, well, I didn't really think about that. I knew I was going to give Coralla an 8 out of 10 because I was thinking about that when I saw it last Friday. Um, I would probably give it a 9 or maybe even an 8 as well. I, I think I'll go with a 9 because I thought it was just a really, really good film. Um, but what about you? Um, yeah, I just generally thought it was great. Um, a lot more better than the other kind of Netflix retreat film that's coming out, Wish Dragon. Oh, um, goodness me. Don't get me started on that. I think that's a top uh, version. The Jackie Chan version of um, Aladdin. Yeah, my goodness. That I saw the trailer for that. If you have not heard of Wish Dragon, you probably haven't because it's like one of those tiny films by these tiny companies that have just managed to get hold of Netflix. It's basically a modern ripoff of Aladdin but the trailer reveals everything about it and I would highly recommend that you do not watch it when it comes out because it looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> I mean, um, it's um it's made by a company in China but Chinese animation has been has been really good recently but it's just with this certain thing yeah. it can kind of be related to um Aladdin in a lot of ways it's just with with the it's- characters in the city they look so plain yeah, and like it's a teapot, not a lamp. Yeah, it's just that how like, modern you can get. <laughs> all right, they had a Disney had a lamp. We're gonna go with a teapot. Um, and it's not gonna be a genie. It's gonna be a dragon. And you know, he, and, he, it, and he's just it, like the genie anyway. So yeah, it ties in with Chinese culture because dragons and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't fit in with the movie. It so. doesn't work. No, but um, when it does come out. And I give myself the horrible chance. Which to... is, um, I don't know. By the time we're recording this, it's the thirty-first of May, but it's coming out in June. Okay. On Netflix, well, so. I may 
have the audacity to watch it so yeah i will see how that goes but i know that there was like i mean i've been talking about corelli you've been talking about demon slayer and we've kind of been discussing the mitchells versus the machines but i know there was a film called or i'm not sure if it was a film or a series called eden is that right yeah oh i'm getting really excited now <laughs> um Eden is, yeah, another anime style thing. I know I'm being a bit of a, a bit of a weep right now, but um, I, the thing is with me and anime, I, I like some of it. I'm not kind of like, I don't watch One Piece whenever it comes out because it's on like it's 978th episode. That's more than The Simpsons. Um, but I don't really watch the kind of big ones like Dragon Ball or um, Naruto or all those other ones but I, I generally quite like some My kind of t- I'm a bit picky when it comes to anime to be honest but um, as w- along with Demon Slayer there was this anime series that was quite popular for a while called um, Full Metal Alchemist um, which the creator of that didn't create much shows after the final season ended which was a sequel series called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, I think. But um, his next show that came out was a four-part anime series called Eden. And um, what I was really happy about was, as they say in um, anime, it was dubbed, which basically um, it's in the English language or any other language like Spanish or French or, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. But, um, so it was a four-part thing. Every episode is 25 minutes long. So kind of rounding up to about, oh, bad at math. Um, I'll, I'll come up with it later. But um, <laughs> generally, I just, I really did like it. Um, I, I didn't think it needed four episodes. I felt like it needed a second season because at some points it did feel rushed. But yeah, that can happen with series. It's kind of moving on to the plot. It's a series which um, which kind of feels so much similar to other films or TV series, which I'm sure you'd probably compare them to. <laughs> I was generally excited for this when I saw the trailer for it. Um, I didn't see it as like a Netflix series that nobody would really care about. It's kind of trending on Netflix. But it deserves a lot more because animation is pretty astonishing. Um, but so overall, the plot. So all humans have gone missing or dead, but which was a bit confusing if they were if they were still alive or if they were dead or. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this one human that's left in this capsule under a tree. That I, I do have my problems with it, but overall, I really. <laughs> but um, and then robots basically kind of take over the world kind of yeah a bit like the mitchells versus the machines you could say yeah so basically these two robots one voiced by the great david tennant um oh but generally for the dubbed version there was quite a few big names in the cast i wouldn't say it's a stellar voice cast as they say but um it had people like I want to say Neil Patrick O'Harris. I, I think it's just Neil Patrick Harris. I don't think there's any O. Sorry, sorry, I've got that wrong. But um, 
Yeah, it's got a quite good voice cast, but it's generally these robots, they try to raise a kid, but all of the robots hate humans because they destroy the planet. But generally the reason I like it is because it's kind of looking at our world just now on how climate change and whatnot and the pandemic and whatnot. Um, and it's kind of like saying, look at the problem and look at what the world could be in the future. And it kind of gives these kind of scenes where you see the world kind of dying, sort of, but then the robots kind of take over and manage to restore life to it. But they see humans as evil for what they did to the planet. So then the kind of emperor, which is kind of, it's not a chucked in villain like it is with a lot of villains. Mm-hmm, yeah. A lot of people probably cringe. It's nothing like Darth Vader or anything. It's not like a cool villain name. It's um, just called Zero. But um, I know it's pretty laughable, but it it's the name ties in with the kind of villain's backstory, which was amazing. Um, there, there's a bit of a twist with the kind of villain, but um, that's all I'll leave to it with now. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, I really did enjoy it, and yeah. I think that it needs more attention than it does. It, it doesn't have to be like Mitchell's versus the Machines level attention. But Just a think, bit more to get more. Yeah, it, the amount of effort that was put into it, even though it's only a four-parter and it, it should have got more than that to expand the world and the story and whatnot. But generally, it did, I really did enjoy it. But um, kind of wrapping this up now, yeah, um, I'd give it, I want to say an eight. But I'm I mean, all these movies have been really seven. high rated, so... But it's just, it was just the pacing for me, to be honest, and the length of the series. That were the only problems. But I think that if the series was a bit more stretched out, like I'm talking maybe double the episodes, they call it like eight episodes, the amount of story they could fit in there would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I just think it deserves more, to be honest. I'm going to probably give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. We've talked about Corella, we've talked about Demon Slayer, we've talked about Mitchell's First the Machines, and you've just finished talking about Eden. So I think a good way, when we're planning this, we can't decide, a good way to kind of finish off this episode is by kind of talking about, well, and we kind of talked about this in the final viewing, which we mentioned a couple of times actually, um, <laughs> where new releases coming, because cinemas are now opening up and it's really really bright for cinemas now it was Um, not the final viewing yeah but it's not the final viewing anymore it's kind of the turnaround um box office is doing really well i heard a quiet place is nearing for 50 million dollars which i wasn't surprised by no but i mean it's really good because there was cinemas are closing so i guess it's good that people are watching films in the cinemas um and i guess these three films, which we'll be talking about a little bit, are ones that probably will be getting a lot of attention in the cinema. Um, so One of is... not so much, we're thinking, but... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start off by talking about Jungle Cruise. And one, the <laughs> one irritating thing, I mean. Disney cannot have any new cast members. Emily Blunt has been in Mary Poppins, and mm-hmm. Mary like, Poppins returns. Yeah, Mary Poppins returns. She's been in several other roles in like diff- different Disney films. 
don't get me wrong. She is. She's going. She she's going around films quite a lot. She's yeah, been in, she's Last in a quiet place. I must admit, her role in Last of Us was amazing. But um, with Mary Poppins, you, you could tell that she was going for it, and you could t- kind of tell why they thought she was good for the role. But it's just kind of it didn't fit for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Captain Marvel and her actor, which. I, Captain Marvel is probably my least favorite Marvel film of all time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, but Jungle Cruise, the one irritating thing is they cannot cast Dwayne Johnson with a thing that does not include, well, that has to include even a jungle. He's been in Jumanji. He's been in Journey Two, and now he's in Jungle Cruise. In fact, he's been in two Jumanji films, which means that adding that up, currently, from what I know, he's been in four films in a jungle. <laughs> And that is just too much, and they're all from different franchises. So we're cu- we're coming on to Jungle Cruise now, and um, yeah, um, I don't know. I it can't remember. Like... Um, I can't remember the guy that he goes together with, like Button and Jam with, basically. But he was in Kevin Hart. And that's it. Yeah. Um, they they were a really good duo, and they kind of like bounced off each other. And generally, through films, they have done really well. Mm-hmm. Um. But Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, though. No. Like, even by the trailer, you can already tell. Like, I swear, if it's, it turns out to be a romantic relationship, oh, if I, I ever see it in cinemas, I'm just going to walk out there. Into that. They're probably going to start off as, you know, they're not going to have they, a They hate each other, but yeah. then throughout the big journey, they start no. to love each other. Oh, I can just see it. That is what's going to happen, I presume. Like, it's... I may go and see it, but I, I guess it's kind of going to be drawing attraction to the Jungle Cruise ride that they have. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty they're, sure they're, I remember they're that. Like, they're kind of like trying to get as much money out of it yeah. as they can. And I'm pretty sure I remember, I don't know really where I heard this from, probably from the news or something, but I remember hearing stories that um, in one of the Disney World parks, uh, the Jungle Cruise um, boat like sank or something, or sunk, not sank, sunk. Yeah, <laughs> sunk. heard um, of And people were just making Titanic jokes about it. And now that they've kind of got their Jack and Rose Titanic duo, Dwayne Johnson uh, and Emily Blunt, it's like. It is gonna seem like Disney is collecting the next infinity stone of a company. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's coming, I think it's July 30th, so less than two months away. Hopefully it isn't on um, Disney's Premier Access. Well, I think it actually is. Oh, <laughs> as well as Corella, as well as Mulan, as well as... What else has been on Premier Access? I must admit, they're, they're, like, with Cruella, it was the, it was the first um, good live-action... Well, Dis- live-action Disney film um, that kind of made up for the mess that was Mulan. Um, yeah. Personally, but... Uh, yeah, so Jungle Cruise, we probably will talk about it um, in a future Later episode. to the date of its release or yeah. when it's released. Yeah. But um, moving on to the kind of next one, sorry. Um, yeah. One that I'm actually, it's been, it's been pushed back and it's been pushed back, but it's supposed to come out some point this year. I think it's um, September if I'm thinking of the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. Um... That's no time to die. Which yeah, I'm actually really excited. We, we only ever got the song for it and a couple of trailers, and that was it. 
Uh, yeah, no, and just kind of kept. Like, I remember it was in April. Um, last year, I last think. Last year, was... and, and then it was pushed all the way to November, and we were like, November? Are you kidding? Because, like, that's... And then and, I'm getting kind of excited because... Um, what I see in my YouTube recommended is No Time to Die trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, forgot about that. But then it gets pushed back again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's coming out in September. Most likely everything will be fine. I think it will be opening. I think it might... putting on an accent, very strong. I think it might struggle a bit um, at the box office since it's been pushed back. And I remember it's hearing back. in the news that there may... Well, I don't think they'll be doing it anymore, but they were thinking of doing reshoots for new technology to be put, to be put in the film because um, by the time it would have released, it would have looked like really old technology. So, you know, you can just see by that that, you know, it's been pushed back so much. But I actually am quite excited for it. And I hope they're going to... I generally think that um, No Time to Die will be a good finale. Yeah. Um, moving on to our kind of last topic, as we'll have to kind of wrap this up now. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, uh, it's dealing with the multiverse, which we talked in episode two. Um, and I, I think I'll just say talking about it for a future episode, because it's a while away, but... It's coming in December, and it's. I just really can't wait. It's most likely going to be having three different Spider-Man, and which one didn't seem to want to take reveal. part, really? Um, which yeah. is understandable since um, the role of Spider-Man has been replaced three times now. Yeah, but since Marvel is starting the multiverse, I think it's going to be a great push for it, because they did it in WandaVision, but it wasn't. It was like a tiny wee push, but now I think it's really coming on with the multiverse, and I really can't wait to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, And yeah, I might just wrap up here, because it's probably going to be really long at this point, so um, yeah, so that's episode 6. We talked about Corella, Demon Slayer, Mitchell's Rest of the Machines, Eden, Jungle Cruise, No Time to Die, Spider-Man No Way Home. We've talked about loads of things. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Starboy podcast. Um, and yeah, we... We hope to see you <laughs> somewhere. somewhere.